Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You ready? We're going to go straight oh, in. Here we go. We've already started. Tens. Boop, boop, tens. Boop, 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 boop. This is actually the beginning that you've both just ruined. Not oh, really? Welcome to IGN UK Podcast oh, 382. Man. I'm Daniel Krupa and I'm joined by... Alicia Judge. And... Rory Powers. Oh, you look crestfallen. Well, you well, pulled the curtain been... back oh, on my, yeah. like, pre-podcast And you had it put between your legs like yeah. Buffalo Bill outside. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a lipstick. Doing, yeah. Oh, hello. I'm ready to podcast. I was doing the, <laughs> the you podcast with me? tune in my head. Like, and I was like, oh, it's going to, like, whack it in. That's what Rory dances to, like that. Pushing my boobs together, making kissy noises. Talking to me down the well and I'm like Rory <laughs> can I come up and podcast you're like you'll podcast when it's ready okay um, we've got uh, it's probably just the, probably the best podcast we've it's had it's a banger like just I can see the running order from where I am you don't know what's on it but I, man uh, it is belting I haven't even seen the running order I am winging this completely but tell, I've seen tell, stuff you Daniel's salivating. Salivating. I know it'll be great uh, I am salivating uh, but that's a problem I'm like a, <laughs> I'm like a Newfoundland I'm always just gobbing down the side of my front. Anyway, um, first <laughs> thing we're going to talk about is a movie. Well, two things that are out this week. We're going to talk about Mindhorn first. Yes. Mindhorn. So this is a movie me and Powers have seen. It's out this Friday. Uh, I've seen it twice, actually. I like it so, so much. Really? It is the Julian new Julian Barrett film. Yeah. Who is um, the guy who did The Mighty Boosh with no fielding. Yeah. And I won't go into too much, but the simple premise is... In the 80s, he starred in a shit British TV show called Mindhorn, which was a cross between Bergerac, which is kind of a regional police detective drama, and The Six Million Dollar Man. He, Richard Minecraft, <laughs> Mindhorn was caught behind, I think, Serbian lines, and he had his eye removed and replaced by a robotic eye, so he could literally see the truth. <laughs> Now, this show was cancelled after two seasons on British TV, filmed entirely on the Isle of Man. Of course. And then years and years later, there's now a serial killer on the Isle of Man, and he will only speak to Detective Mindhorn. So um, uh, Julian oh, Barrett's character... thinks it's a real... He thinks it's real. real. Oh, so he, um, Julian Barrett, who's now a very um, down-on-his-look, out-of-work actor, has to reprise the role, the role. He's much fatter, much bolder, but he goes to the Isle of Man, gets back into the part to solve this mystery. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot more to it than that. I just thought it was really funny. It's That's so amazing. great because because both of us were big fans of the Mighty Boosh. Yes, and uh, and Julian Barrett just as a comedian, and it's very much you can see that style kind of shining through in this movie. A lot of silliness, a lot of like. DIY makeup yeah. and costume you yeah, know, it's like DIY it arts and crafts comedy especially in the th- final act it kind of goes <laughs> full on bonkers and yeah. I think in the last 20 minutes and I've seen some it's got generally good reviews but I've seen some sniffy reviews that say the thing that happens at the end I won't say there's like this joke at the end and they say it goes on for too long. I think that's just genius that it lasts for at least 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of just whacking it yeah, and whacking yeah. it and drawing and it's, it out. It's, it's one of those jokes that it's it's really funny when it happens and then you get used to it and then there'll be a moment in the movie where you kind of like you refresh your eyes and you just look at what's on screen and it's nice. funny again and that happens a couple times over and That's over. Cool. Um, oh, I really liked it. So what's what's the balance between because obviously you know there's a detective element to it mm, of this serial mm, killer on the loose. What's yeah. the balance between like intrigue and comedy? 
I guess it, it reminds me quite a lot of Hot Fuzz. Yes. Oh, so cool. it's like in this provincial, I think we do this very well in Britain. We can't compete like by and large with American blockbusters, but we do very good blockbusters set in small, boring British places. <laughs> and I'm saying like where I'm from is boring as well. Like we do very good quotidian action. Yeah, very, um, very self-aware. You know, you'd have like a big action scene, like music building, tension building, and they would like like do a hard cut to just the sheep in a field. You know, that sort of yeah. like very self-aware I'm, of the I am really style. concerned now I slagged off the Isle of Man, much like Richard <laughs> Thorncroft does in the movie. Oh, I've yeah, I've provoked no. the man. <laughs> um, you shouldn't do that. Um, it's got a good balance. Like, I think for a long, like... Because it's not based on a TV show or anything. Like Partridge had to like do a slight siege movie, and then yeah. when it went to the big screen, this does better because it's like aping a format, but also it's got this human drama of this like guy trying to get back to the top again. Mm. There's a kind of love story. There's like a story about um, his rival who was on the original show, Windjammer, played oh. by Steve Coogan. Oh. Um, Almost just, Steve Coogan is almost a better name. Yeah, yeah. Than- and he's and he's um, he's really successful now. But it's just a really funny movie and I'm really happy to see Julian Barrett in something again because he's kind of like done a lot less in comparison to Noel Fielding. Yeah, Noel Fielding's everywhere. And a lot of other British comedians, he's almost like by this time, but like there's something distinctly his comedy as well about it. Just his delivery, he's still very Julian Barrett, the way he calls people sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, My favourite line in the movie, it's in the trailer. (laughs) It's just so stupid. His agent goes to him, um, Richard, you've aged like a fine wine. And he goes, a man could get drunk on that wine. And it's just so dumb. <laughs> the way he goes, yeah, like the way it's delivered. Um, but I would heartily recommend everyone listening goes, check it out. I think so. Nice. If you like the money. Yeah, go, have a few like, beers like we did yeah. and go with a bunch of mates. And nice. I think you'll have a couple beers. I've, I've seen a clip of it, which we posted on the IGN Facebook page, which was just him auditioning. Yeah, with Kenneth uh, Branagh. With Kenneth Branagh. Which was just brilliant. Mm. That's all I know of the movie. Yeah, I, I actually Brenner's wouldn't watch face. much more. Like, I know we've kind of lo- like outlined the premise, but because um, I usually don't watch trailers for comedies because, especially with like side guys, because you kind of blunt them a yeah. little bit. Because yeah. there's some really good physical comedy in there as well. Um, but yeah, I recommend Mind Horn. It's really funny when I first heard about the premise because uh, there's an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia mm-hmm. where two of the characters decide to write their own. Uh, movie pitch to give to M. Night Shyamalan and it's about a detective that can smell crime it's essentially essentially the exact same thing played obviously by uh, Dolph Lundgren he well, who else like, you get? He has like you know a giant Dolph, nose. You know, Dolph Lundgren's really intelligent. He has like a PhD in chemical engineering. What? Wow. <laughs> Seriously. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what? Isn't that good? <laughs> Well done, Dolph. Just, when you just look at that face, you would Dr. Dolph. Be, yeah, that's, that's strange. Dr. Dolph. The chemical <laughs> Dolph. whiz. <laughs> but then again, like, that's the perfect team. It's like, you know how in the um, apocalypse movies, mm. you've got the scientist who knows the world's going to go to yeah. end. And, and then you've got the... No one listens to him. And yeah. then the hero Dolph. comes along. Yeah. He's both. He's yeah, multiple people, You person. would listen to Dolph Lundgren, yeah. wouldn't you? He's <laughs> the harvest best of both of the apocalypse. If you don't, he'll just beat the shit yeah, out of you. Just so like, like, I've, okay. I've made the world's most toxic chemical. Yeah, right, Poindexter. Yeah. I'm taking it for military use. No, seriously, Dolph, <laughs> Dolph wouldn't let him take it. He Absolutely couldn't. not. Throttle him. Unbelievable. Oh, so, That's why he's not in many films anymore. Why? No, there's no plot. It's just he's too mm. smart oh, and too strong. I thought you were going to say the apocalypse. There's no tension. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah uh, newsflash while we've been in here. <laughs> Could do. I always wonder about that when we're in here. It is a window. At the end, we'll, be, we'll come out like Charlton Heston, I the Omega swear. Man. 
We've talked about I this before. I love the, the Omega Man. We don't talk enough on this podcast about the Omega Man. That is I a great. I did not know that you would be a big fan of, of all the Omega movies. Man. It's a great film. Do you know the Omega Man? I don't Man know who the Omega oh. Man is. This sounds like some sort of person who makes you eat vegetables as a kid. Um, it's an old, old movie. It's based on the. the it's Iron Legend. It's based on yeah. It's basically the uh, the first adaptation of what well, the novel was called. Uh, I Am Legend, Legend by Richard Matheson. Yeah. So they did an adaptation of the novel I Am Legend, which is basically Omega Man, which is like a similar plot. But is, but is it not vampires though? Is it just zombies in Omega it's Man? It's not vampires. Are they just like mutants? The, yeah, they're like mutants because they have those eyes. Because there's, there's a Simpsons eyes. episode with is it Mo or Homer? <laughs> Where it's the Omega Man and Homer, it's like in Treehouse of Horror where he yeah. wakes after. It's a similar thing. You're in a room and you come out and the apocalypse has happened and you're like, ah. ah. Yeah, but he's like, because he's one of the only survivors, he's got his own cool mansion that he's built and he goes out during the day where they can't come out and grabs all the artifacts and things yeah. he wants. I think it might actually be called the Omega Man, the Simpsons episode. You think so? Oh, yeah, uh, that would I'll check sense. on that later. Well, we'll look it out. Um, but you know, actually, just because we're going on tangents here, have you seen the Will Smith I Am Legend movie? Yes. You know, in that, there was a big thing at the time made about how when he's walking through deserted New York, there's a poster for Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah. When when that was just thought to be some kind of far-fetched, ludicrous no way. thing that would never, ever happen in a million years. Put that in a zombie apocalypse yeah. movie. And when I saw Batman v Superman, I thought, yeah, this is the end of they civilization. They should have had an I... <laughs> They should have had an I Am Legend poster in Batman v Superman. Just, little, just little for, nod. like, what's that word? <laughs> just super- when there's a mirror. <laughs> I've completely forgotten the word. When there's a but mirror? Like, when there's a mirror, uh, and you put a mirror next to, like, a line, and then it creates the same thing. You did it in primary school? Reflection. Put half of- what? I didn't, no. have, I didn't have mirror <gasps> lessons. I didn't go to Mighty Boosh school <laughs> with the mirror man. You were in the mirror realm. <laughs> the, the mirror realm. realm. The mirror that dimension. That was my primary where you, school. What, where you got for third period? I was in the mirror realm. Mr. Susan in the mirror dimension. <laughs> have yeah. you brought your pumps? <laughs> I can't remember the word. Make them shine. Um... <laughs> That's what it is, though, guys. That's <laughs> it's mirrors. The abstract concept. How should we get onto that? Um, so, something else that is out this week, Alicia. Um, something else that's out this week is Prey. So, how much of Prey have you guys played? I've played exactly zero. Oh, Same zero, zero units. Nada. So the the uh, the demo's been out this week. You can play the first hour. And Prey, basically, the concept is it's set in an alternate timeline. So in this timeline, John F. Kennedy wasn't assassinated. And he spends the remainder of his presidency working with Russia and putting millions and millions of dollars into the space program. So he completely accelerates the process of mankind exploring our galaxy. He always had a big hard-on for the moon. Like he, well, he's, Did he? Uh, yeah, he's like one of his big early speeches before coming president, maybe sure after, was like, like, we'll go to the moon. That's one of the big promises he like ran on, like... By the end of my presidency, we will go on land on the moon. Which and it, I think it was like, what would it have been? It would have been seven years after he was killed, I think, that they landed on the moon. Wow. That's insane. But the stuff that he put into motion was I'm what got you, the Apollo missions there. If I was president, put it all into space. Put it all into space money. Well, yeah. I mean... Military budget. Space money. Space uh, money. It's, it's like regular money, more fun. You get space. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we don't accept space money. <laughs> space bugs. Space money and a, a three-day weekend. I feel like a three-day weekend would be a solid... <laughs> In space, though. In right? space. With yeah, one okay. of those days. In now space. you're speaking my language. <laughs> you know how to, t- to butt up the president. Yeah. But it's probably a good thing that that never did happen because oh. in this whole timeline, 
it all goes a bit wrong. So they find a satellite and the satellite is full of these spidery, weird alien creatures who proceed to kill everyone on this mission into space. And what does the government do? What do the scientists do? They build a massive space station around this satellite and say, let's harness these abilities idea. for uh, weapons. Dolph, Dolph wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> Dolph would shut that down. shut that shit down. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is a bad idea. I can smell the Not crime. <laughs> Should have <laughs> go up there. That is, that's a, that's a mm. Yeah, a really idea. bad idea. So really they build a whole idea. station around it. So they build so this whole who are you, who are you in all of this? So you are Morgan You Get See what they did there? Morgan me? Morgan You Why you? Morgan Yu. Oh, I thought uh, it was Morgan uh, Rory Powers. No. I was like, that's, oh. weird that's a name. terrible name. Really I mean, Rory Powers is a brilliant name. Oh, I didn't you, know what you were agreeing with. Like, <laughs> I think Rory Powers is bad enough. <laughs> it was a look on your face as I said that. Morgan Rory, was almost like, a saving grace for <laughs> Rory Powers. <laughs> but you play as Morgan Yu, who, uh, without, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but you uh, are working with the Transtar Corporation, and Transtar Corporation are the people who run this research and development facility, which is examining this alien species and trying Bloody to harness their abilities. Mm-hmm. And so, without giving too much away, as always with this kind of thing, it all goes a bit wrong, and it essentially I think, I think the, what you said in the tech report was tits up. Tits up. Yeah, that's it what you goes, say. Goes very, very much tits up. Nats are, no, Nats is getting that. Yeah, it's, it's gone tits up. But it's <laughs> Dolph it's, just going. Yeah, I knew it would. Yeah. <laughs> tits everywhere. What I tell you? Also, a photograph of <laughs> him saying tits up with a newspaper of like <laughs> <Yeah>. two years <laughs> ago. He like I passive, it. He goes to the toilets and passive aggressively forwards that email around he sent two months ago. Yeah. Just refreshing this feed. <laughs> the tits up bump. <laughs> CC <laughs> shit creek. Um, <laughs> it's funny, funny you should say that though, because there are a lot of emails that you can read around the space station, do, do and they get super. Ever read stuff like that? In yeah, games. do you? I love oh. that kind of stuff. I mm, it depends how it's done. So when you can like pick up books and read diary entries and stuff, yeah, I sometimes fall off the interest that's on that scale. Oh, that's interesting. But there's some there's some more clever ones. I prefer like audio logs because I can continue like yeah. teabagging while I'm listening to the. Also, audio there's logs. performance behind that, and also if they've gone to the. Usually, with, if they've gone to the trouble of recording a voiceover for it, it's probably more important than something they've hidden on a computer behind yeah. a door that's the yeah. third email down. That feels way more optional than, an, like, 20 audio logs in Bioshock. It's like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. probably quite important. Or, like, the 20 memories in Zelda or whatever. Or yeah. 12, or whatever. I Look, I came to play a game. I didn't come to read a book, <laughs> you know? So don't try and hide your books don't in my and, games. You know, like, if you were a kid and someone was, like, trying to feed you, like, something really books. nice. Books. When they're trying to feed you books <laughs> yeah, yeah. in mirror class. Mirror and class. you'd just be really, really confused. And, like, you, and the, you said no, and then time dissolved into a flat circle. Yeah, yeah, it's and like, you were like the bit Doctor Strange. Or when I was younger, my parents tricked me me into learning by making me play Maths Blaster, which is like a, a game. Maths Blaster. Maths Blaster. <laughs> it's like a game where you're a spaceman well, you and kill your maths. friends, and you have to adventure through all these different levels. But I, it dawned on me very quickly you're just solving equations, and it's like, oh, what's seven plus eight? Jump to the right platform. You know, it's like well, tricking well, you. What's into, quite good about that is like a lot of astronauts would be very good at maths. Yeah. So it's quite realistic. Yeah. Should have stuck with it. Yeah, like me and Dolph could have been, could have been floating about. Yeah. 
But I mean, in Prey, when you are wandering around uh, and, and getting these fragments of these stories, I do think it works because I completely agree with you. When I when you play like the massive RPGs and you find like the history of the realm and you know, put that <laughs> no, when you find history of the realm, volume one, volume one, yeah, <laughs> written by the peasant, Is it? like literally, I'm not going to read that. Open the door, lob that in the street. <laughs> yeah. It's my house now. <laughs> But in Prey, um, the the way that you read things is really, it's actually genuinely well done. So there's these terminals and rather than, you know how normally when you read something in a game, it brings up like a second screen that fills your entire vision and you scroll Mm. through it and it's Mm. just like a menu screen. Yes. With this, it's literally like in real life, you're reading on the screen. So you walk up to it and approach and then you're like using it as a complete, your, your viewpoint doesn't change. You're still looking... Does that not make it very small? No, the way they do it, like the the screens are massive in the game. It's very big futuristic terminals. And then you read these um, emails. So one of them, I was in uh, this psycho, it was was like a psychologist lab. And it was talking about one particular scientist in particular and uh, all of her worries and fears about the program. And then I moved on further into the level and I found uh, one, of the, one of the enemies that you get is one of the aliens. Uh, they take over the corpses of humans. And then when you're fighting that corpse, the name of the human that they used to be is kind of above their head. Mm. Um, and it was her name. And so it's just like little uh, things like that where there's like narratives payoffs. that you absolutely, yeah, exactly. Little payoffs that you wouldn't have got if you hadn't have read yeah. those emails. Um, which I find really, really satisfying. And it, for me, it makes the world a lot richer and praise full of that because yeah. it's, it's made by Arcane and they did exactly that in Dishonored, littered the world. Hey, Dan, mm. lore master. Mm. That's exactly lore. what you love. That's lore. like some Dark yeah, Souls yeah, yeah. stuff going on right yeah, there. Yeah. Read a description of an item. <laughs> then you find a person like two hours later. Do you, you think, think they're just a shit <laughs> <laughs> So wipe off spray after fight. Oh, Mr. Muscle what is Lord. That? <laughs> like Demesos. Do you not give it to a child? Oh, interesting. Made in what, China. I wonder what the inference no. we can take away from that is. Maybe Bleach was the first flame of the kit. How many? I assume I assume your house has a lot of candles. A lot of candles? Yeah, like very I'm not like six year old like hippie. When we were in <laughs> when we were in Disneyland together, riding the haunted mansion, you told me that oh, this that's is my what, dream this house. Is your dream oh, house. You my dream house would be the yeah. haunted mansion. Do you see I got a lot of haunted mansion stuff for my birthday? I got a, haunted ma- a book about the history of the Haunted Mansion across all the Disney parks. It's That's really awesome. interesting because the one in Paris is actually much more violent. Also, sorry. Good, no, this attention. is amazing. So in Paris, um, I think it was last year. Um, and the shit out of you. It's much darker and dilapidated. Walt Disney was very against the dilapidated um, Haunted Mansion. He thinks it should look proper from the outside so it hides like, ah, right. the, like the surprise from the inside. Uh-huh. So you go into the Haunted Mansion. Um, sorry, the one in Paris. They found out a guy who's an electrician. It's actually haunted. Well, it might be now. Well, God, what um, did you say? There was a guy who was fixing um, the ride in the one in Paris. And he was an electrician. He got electrocuted. He fixed it, but he got electrocuted. He died behind the scenes and he wasn't found for a few days. So people were riding the ride and there's just a dead body in there. Oh, man. How did they not notice that Gary the electrician hadn't come back from Gaston. fixing the... Not Gary. Gaston. 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 Where's Gassy? Uh, That'd be the worst if he like died against one of the animatronics. He's so he's like, up oh, like he's like popping up, he's popping up like all the time, like Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, yeah like oh, oh god, it is a bit, bit darker than the one in Florida. And <laughs> yeah. um, also, there's a haunted mansion at the one in Hong Kong Disney, but it's called the Mystic Mansion Love because it. of Chinese kind of superstition. They don't really go in for like ghosts right. and stuff, so it's more like 
I think it's more fancy themed than horror themed. That's yeah. cool. That's like, really for cool. instance, in China, I think the number four also means death. It's also the word for death or something. Imagine that. You can't, you can't one, give four One, two, three, death. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you're a kid counting. Do we have that? Like, lu- lucky number seven, I yeah. guess, yeah. right? Yeah. 13, 13 course, I guess. Yeah. Six, well, six, six, six. A lot of places in America don't have a 13th floor. Like, they do, obviously, literally. Yeah. But they're in lifts. They take away the number 13. Can you imagine yeah. having is, that discussion with the like executive uh, of the building? We're going to take away the 13th floor. Just cut it out. Drop well, it down. After, after building uh, it. David... <laughs> Now 14's 13. What? 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 <laughs> well, cut it out then. Now, now, people, now you like, see now, 15's. <laughs> the people, people who work on the 14th floor going, you know this 13th one. Right? Yeah. We're, we're the first for it. <laughs> That's like the curses rise. It's like heat. So stop building next stop floor. It, America. Stop building skyscrapers if you don't want 13 floors. Do it 12. like we do it. Small houses. Yeah. Showing off. Um, how do we go on to this again? Um, Prey looks great. Prey, Prey yeah. looks Prey great. Looks, Prey. You know, I didn't get you a chance to play the emails demo. In Prey. That was amazing. It looks like uh, it looks like a game that has very fun weapons, mm. interesting weapons, mm. which I really enjoy. Um, so one of one of the criticisms uh, which I can see uh, from people who've played the demo is that. They find combat, the pace of it almost pauses slightly because, so uh, you guys have played Dishonored and yes. stuff, haven't you? So you know how you'll often be in the middle of combat and then you want to switch to your next power, so you bring up the radial wheel right. and combat kind of pauses and you go into the next thing. I think uh, a lot of people haven't been enjoying that aspect of it with Prey because obviously it's the same developers so they've kind of lifted it's that the same it's not exactly the same developer it's like a different studio it's arcane but it's a different location isn't it I think. is it I didn't know there's, Space. A different... there's like an arcane in France and there's an arcane, arcane somewhere else I'll check that I know out. that Raphael Colantonio is uh, the director what? on it so That's whichever one I know isn't it um, it's so much fun to say Rafael Colantonio but he but he is if, if the studio's got the same name like, like they definitely have the same like ethos yeah but i think one of the ways around it um is you can map uh, your favorite weapons to the d-pad so if you they've got this weapon called the glue gun which is amazing where you just fire basically like plaster that immediately hardens the minute that it hits either a surface or an enemy so you can use it to build walls and platforms to reach places in the world or you can use it against an alien um, and you could kind of go from a glue gun to stop this mimic flying at your face and then immediately switch to a shotgun or your kinetic blast ability and like blast it backwards. Yeah. And you can just do that by flicking the deeper. So you suddenly, you it's it's really quick and rapid and it doesn't yeah. change the pace of combat. Instead of having to use the weapon Rather than wheel having to use the weapon it. wheel. Um, I've, yeah, I've not had an issue with the controls from what I've played and uh, I've, you know, got to the point where I've unlocked powers and have been playing around more with the actual, you know, getting to the nitty gritty aspect of what Prey is, which is essentially that Bioshock idea of you've got these like powers at your disposal and you're going through this quite weird, freakish environment that you're not really sure what's around every corner. Um, and I've I've enjoyed it. It's It doesn't completely break new ground from what I've played so far it's kind of one of those things if you really enjoyed those games and you want more of those games in that vein it's fun to play but it's not going to be a revolutionary new experience like Bioshock was Mm. it's kind of just more of the same but done well Nice, and that's also out today when the podcast mm-hmm. comes out. So out you, got, you do Mind Horn and Pray this week. Oh man, wow. you're gonna have a great what time. Week? L- lucky you, eh? 
Um, right, so time. the next thing we're going on to is, well, this is not on the official running order, but um found out you've both seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, we have. Yeah. I think, because it's only been out a week in the UK and it's not out in America yet, we should probably not do spoilers as such. That's fine. That is okay. Um, do you want to just talk about what you guys thought? Yeah. Oh. I. You were less keen on it. You like texted me over the weekend going, eh. I really want... And the, the, the further well, I no, get away I, from it as well, like, really? it's just... Really? Yeah. I've seen it twice now. And I liked it even more the second time. It's mm. just so... I don't know. There's a lot of the jokes that fell flat. Like, I feel like the comedy's gotten more childish. And I was kind of watching it, and there's a lot of jokes that just went right by me, and I'm just like, hmm, yep. The, the people get split up in this one. Some characters, without being specific... I feel like are made to be an asshole just so they can have an arc. But then it just meant the whole movie. I was yeah, like, you're a dick now. Like, why are you so weird? And like, you just don't fit into this universe at all. I felt like the first one was this story <clears throat> that stumbled from like scene to scene to scene really well. And then like a group be kind of became friends and it had a big conclusion. It was a very tight, neat, funny story. Mm. And I feel like this one tries to do something different. I think it succeeds in some areas. But a lot of it is people in different locations, jokes that I didn't think were that funny, a middle section that I thought was kind of boring, and then a conclusion that, like, there's threats in that movie that don't need to be threats for any reason. I, I won't it's go really into, hard. Like, I guess it's really hard to have this conversation. Maybe we should do this again, like, in a month. Maybe. Where maybe we can actually talk in specifics. It. Yeah. It's really hard because you're, like, you're kind of blunting some of your points by yeah. not being able to give examples. Yeah. And I can't counter without saying yeah. shit as well. Just beep it. We'll just I have the whole conversation. Yeah. Probably why it wasn't on the original running order, wasn't it? <laughs> well, before, Sorry, everyone. Before we started, I said we should have this whole conversation as I am Groot. And I'm just throwing that idea. Well, if tell we... me what you think of the film. I am Groot. Oh, I can't believe you spoiled Groot. the end of the movie. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's yeah. Outrageous. Right. Should we just talk about something we can talk about? We'll yeah. talk about something yeah. we can uh, talk about. Powers, this is probably one for you. Breath of the yes. Wild DLC. Breath of the Wild DLC. Detailed. How exciting, guys. Legend of Zelda series is finally it's getting actually, its first ever DLC. In, in I the, guess it is, isn't it? It's like a proper downloadable. Yeah, like actual, say like, like Master additional. Quest is a little bit on Ocarina. Yeah, but I guess Ish. this is like a new edition. Of yeah, so can content. you go through? Because it's quite, it's a few different things rather than just like, here's a bit of new story. Symmetry was the word from earlier. Oh my with, God. The, with the mirror. <laughs> scared the I'm shit so out of me. I thought, you know me. what I thought had happened? I thought death had come then. Because I thought <laughs> I thought you you looked me in the eye and shouted the word symmetry. And I thought, is this is what is this what death is? Is this what happens in the moment before death? Somebody finds you and shouts a word in your face. It's a random word. It's like the power word. Yeah, symmetry guys. I thought you're part of a cult. <laughs> Then raises the pitch something going to decapitate me with a mirror. That was very Omega Man. Why are you pointing from up a hill, shouting symmetry? Night is fallen. Anyway, Turn. anyway, anyway, continue. <laughs> For the wild powers. Um, so yeah, that, there's lots of they're bringing lots of cool stuff. It, it's as you said, it's not just like a new story. So mode. one of the major things is you can go into like this new big trial. Yeah, where there's a really popular thing that's kind of been a real hit that a lot of people who play Zelda got really into this thing where you go to this island called Eventide Island, and when you go there, um, it cuts to black and mysteriously you get all your equipment taken away from you. 
and it's like a survival challenge where you have to everything you've learned through the course of the game you uh -huh. have to implement on this island so you have to forage scavenge you're essentially shipwrecked you shipwrecked really cool. and you have to like kill all these guys and solve some puzzles but you're back to basics so like cool. castaway yeah. yeah um and they've kind of implemented this idea in this new big trial where you start with nothing and you've got successfully beat lots of enemies yeah i think it's Clear out on the enemies. They said something like forty-six different trials, yeah. like within the the compound, and then you get a, a a cool prize, which is kind of spoilery, so I don't want to say it. But um, it's like a power up that you get after you. Yeah, complete. I think it is a little bit of a spoiler. Yeah. Well, he tells you about know. something that yeah. you might not know about. Uh, but there's some other cool stuff as well. There's a travel talisman, which means you can drop it on the map and fast track to that point. So you don't have to go to a shrine and then go to a location. Oh, that's so useful. You basically have like a fast travel point that you nice. can drop down. There's a step tracker, which will track 200 hours it's worth. It's a Fitbit. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. But it just means, because I have this with Breath of the Wild all the time where I'm like, I can't actually remember which mountains I've been to. And yeah. I think I've seen it all now, but I can't be sure if yeah, I've missed a little lane like, or yeah, something. That's the thing. And this basically, uh, if you turn it on, I guess you can track, you can see like your movements for the last 200 hours of gameplay, nice. which is great if you're looking to 100% complete the map. Um, we got some masks oh, and some new skins. masks. We got Majora's Ooh, mask. Hello. Majora's mask in there. Korok mask. We got the Korok mask, which will help you find seeds. We got Midna's weird stone helmet thing. It's, you know, that's a risky thing doing DLC for Zelda. And I think when that was announced and, you know, season pass, the dirty word was kind of thrown in there. But I think this is done quite well. This could be more like, because I finished the game and no spoilers. The end of the game set something up that I was expecting this DLC to be. I think there's going to be more DLC down the line, I think. Yeah, so they so, said there's going to be story DLC. So I, that's what I was expecting this to be. But it makes sense for that to be a bit further because I think loads of people still haven't finished the main game still people yeah. taking their time with it. But I'm really excited about what that could be. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a nice range of like just cool additional stuff, nice added features. Um, and I'm excited to do the trial thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a, a bigger version of my favorite thing in the game almost. And we've all, like most of us in this office are kind of at the end game now. Um, Gav's never going to finish that game. He's never going to finish really? it. No. He, he gets he too distracted. Mm. He, he, he gets distracted and he just, he'll never do it. I see. I, so I've still, <laughs> yeah. not, I've still not played it, but I'm going to play it with a friend. And it's the first like big scale game that gonna play with someone else. I'm really intrigued on how it's gonna work out. How often are you gonna play it? Like, I guess, like. You're not doing the split up control, week. I think. We should. No, no that's like thousand hours. Oh my God, God. We should. No. No, yes. I absolutely <laughs> would not. I, there's. <laughs> There's no way I would play that game with anyone. I think. Else. No. <laughs> well, I think <sighs> I'm totally gonna give that a go, because. We'll give it a go and we'll see how it works. We'll probably end up controlling uh, So how were you originally planning on doing it? Just like just, just playing playing do, through it. Uh, like wow. yeah, that's, that's probably a big like old game to play it's a really with big another game. person. That's the thing. I wouldn't be able to do that. I started and if that other person was there, I'd be fair though, like I'm gonna keep on playing. We're playing that game in the specific way of us playing by ourselves. If you're playing with a friend and you were like, let's power through it, beast, boom, 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 done. Couple shrines, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, but but, but then I almost feel cool. like with that, like I think you'd have a jolly good time mm. playing it like that but i think you would miss what's unique and special about that game which is free wandering like it's the That's best true. open world i've ever played bar none because it 
instead of being a map full of mission markers and stuff, it's a map that looks like a map of a place. And you go, oh, what's over there? Because that kind of looks interesting. Yeah. And you go over and you explore, you go, oh, fucking, this is a cool thing here. And you go, oh, what's over that hill? And then I've played for like 12 hour shifts. Just doing that. Shifts. Just like going to the other clocked shit, off. Shit, it's like 12 I got hours. I had to leave the wife and 12 kids hours. And, and I've done like, I've done loads of stuff, but I've done nothing in a sense. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you just power through it, you would miss what's beautiful about that but game. But that's, uh, do you guys ever do this when you're playing like a massive game and say your housemates or something come in and like are watching you play <clears> or like someone's just in the room with you while you're playing? And sometimes I feel really Prepare bad. Try. Because yeah. like, well, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do like, while um, I'm the sort of person who, as I said before, I really enjoy going and like reading people's emails in game and like going around like every corner of a level I really right. want to look for secrets like I'll often look for collectibles as I'm going through and if there's like someone else there I'll feel really bad because I feel like I need to like entertain them somehow with what's uh, on that's the why that's oh. why I think that's tricky because mm. like like playing that game is brilliant because you're just walking along and you feel like you're outside like the, the term they use for it is like an open air game yeah so you're out in the uh. elements and it's beautiful. Like I think on looking, you just go, oh, it's still beautiful. But you're not getting that immediate satisfaction of the one exploring. Mm. So it'd be very easy for, for them to lose interest, I think. Yeah. What you're saying is, is a lot like prepare to try. Because obviously when I'm playing Dark Souls, if it was my own time, obviously I'd want to take it slow. Mm. I'd want to have my shield up. I'd want to be parrying, reading all the lore. Yeah. But... You know, we don't have a lot of time, no. so I just got to get in there. No shield. Gav's no on Tinder. <laughs> Gav's on Tinder. Dan's stressing through his notes, you know, so I just got to keep him entertained. It's, it's a tough it's job. Hard. You've got a really tough job, Rory. It's a tough job, but yeah, someone's got to do it. Gonna... Someone's got to take those hits. Um, what you, I think you will like in Breath of the Wild that I liked, but the I dogs. felt very cheeky oh. about it. I felt, bit, I felt, <laughs> Sorry, I felt oh, quite... Yes. Dogs. Dogs. I you know what you really like, dogs. Symmetry. <laughs> There's a lot of symmetry in it. <gasps> Say what? Oh, you know what you'd like? Wind Waker, Mirror Shield. <laughs> <laughs> Power just spat out his water into his eye. He loves a good Zelda guy. <laughs> How did that even happen? Like physically. <laughs> that bottle's I, weird. I spat forward and it Bounced came in my eye. You're in the mirror realm. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, that, that bottle You're is You're in the terrible. reflection realm. Oh, um, so what cool. I liked in Breath of the Wild, although I felt very naughty about doing it, is when like get to um, Castle Hyrule, reading Zelda's diary. You can do that. Does that, that feel? Really, does that feel wrong? Well, it feels a bit wrong, doesn't it? Reading anyone's diary. I think that's unanimously considered yeah. quite so an invasion. So that diary in your drawer, yeah, under the desk. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't read that. This was really interesting. Right, not swastikas. It's an ancient. <laughs> it's an ancient Buddhist symbol, right? <laughs> It had meaning uh, before the Nazis. No, no, I mean, I, I appropriated think... it. And now I can't use it. Kind of um, no, in game, I think it's interesting to read. Yeah, stuff. but I feel, because, you know, it's a bit naughty. It's in her bedroom. Real, Plus, also, there's a character that you meet uh, earlier on in the game who essentially tells you, don't read my diary. Uh, and you can go upstairs okay. and read her diary. Yeah, and then but, like, if you talk to her after that, she gets it. really pissed off. And oh, she's like, you what? read it, didn't you? And you get punished. That's fucked up morality, okay, though. Cool. You only don't do something if someone tells you not to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like I, Zelda doesn't tell me not to read a diary, but like I've got to look her in the eye at the end and go, because I'm reading it. Going, oh, what's, she, what's she saying about Link's Link? got a cute bum. What's he saying? <laughs> Page 48. Still hates me. Ganon's, Still hates me. Ganon's a bit of a dick. Oh, isn't yeah. He? Link is the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My dad loves him, he does. <laughs> Giving him the master sword and everything. Um, but yeah, that's quite naughty, reading her diary. I'm probably still going to do it. Yeah, you should. It's really good. 
<laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, you should make It's wicked. There's <laughs> a, a little picture at the back. Get in. Um, it's not even locked or anything. When I was, was well, rookie era. My, si- my sister had... Um, around it, at least, yeah. me. My sister, when she was younger, had this diary that had like a voice-activated lock. What? So, so you had like a you had like a password and you had to say it, like replicate it, and then uh, it would like unlock the diary. But then me and my brother just spent like afternoons trying to do impressions of her to like crack the diary. And he did it once. He got it. Really? Yeah, the, pa- the password was star. And then did you star. read the diary once you'd unlocked it or were you just in this moment of... <gasps> Can you uh, I don't it? remember you I think it was just the, the achievement. Can you give me your unlocked. best Hannah star impression? Yeah, it was something like... Star. That's unlocked now like in that. America. That's just cr- diaries across oh, the United States. <laughs> secret, secrets pouring. It's like he just his box. <laughs> she, she's at work. She, she. What? <laughs> it's out. I've like activated a sleeper cell. Just <laughs> <laughs> the secrets are out, Hannah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Brother Wild DLC is going to be banging. Can't nice. wait. Yeah, that's um, that's what Ayanuma said. That's he said good. banging. Um, <laughs> right. The final thing we've got here is this weird curiosity thing called Code Vein. Oh, yeah. yeah now, I've heard about I this. I had to put this on. Yeah. So do you want to like do the skinny on this? Yeah, absolutely. So Code Vein is a new game coming up from Bandai Namco. And while it's not from... From Software, the company that developed Dark Souls, they're very much pitching it as that. Like, so much so that you said, like, the slogan was prepare to dine. dine. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a bit cheeky. But obviously, that's what they're trying to do. It's it's very much a Bandai Bandai Namco style game. Very uh, anime, kind of bubbly, cartoony. But it does look very Dark Souls. And, like, enough on that side of the spectrum (laughs) that... I'm actually quite into it. The bosses look cool. The weapons look cool. It's got like that animated finish, but I don't know. I think it looks really great, actually. Like, I'm a bit annoyed that obviously they're trying to like piggyback off of Dark Souls. I think it's, I've seen several outlets refer to it as from Dark Souls publisher. Yeah. Now, while factually correct, I almost think it's a bit like misleading Mm. because a publisher... You know, Namco have positioned that game, published it, and, you know, done some good things with it. You know, they probably came up with the Prepare to Die slogan originally, yeah. not From. But they've been really, you know, From made that game. And, you know, Namco, like all publishers, this is a Namco-specific thing, mm. publish such a wide variety of games. And there's some publishers that don't even make their own games. They don't have yeah. internal studios. But yeah. there's do, for instance. EA do, for instance. Like... I can understand purely from an advertising way, but it do, does feel a little bit misleading. Yeah. And mm. for like some outlets have been running it under that headline rather than going, this is just yeah. a new I game. I think that's, that's a greater level of involvement. Though. Yeah, that's... It's almost like you're trying to go, oh, people in Med Dark Souls made this. Yeah. Ah, well. Because, you know, a lot of people will take that away. Because a lot of, yeah. you know, a lot of people who don't maybe know the difference between developer and publisher as terms will go, yeah. Dark Souls publisher. Yeah. Definitely. That's the same. The makers. Yeah. These are the guys yeah, yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. just yeah. the same. I guess that's like, that's the fault of both of those sides. Like, it's, yeah, it's like, I don't know for doing it, but then also outlets, they'll know but like that yeah. article or it's going to get more attention if you say Dark Souls anime game or like Dark Souls yeah. It's a calculated yeah. step. Exactly. Um, but it's, what do you guys think? Have you like seen any? So like, correct me if I'm wrong. Is the storyline of this that uh, it's in a world kind of like a fallen world, a fallen earth yes. where... 
Uh, everyone's been infected by a disease that essentially turns people into vampires. And it's so I am legend. It's basically I am legend. It feels, it feels time is like, a fuck circle. <laughs> it feels everyone's saying um, like uh, anime Dark Souls feels anime Bloodborne because you've got that like element Horror. of like people turning into beasts and blood. needing to like feed and blood exactly a bit more uh, along like that side narratively. Um, so, so there are you're playing as a vampire in this, but there are humans still living in this world, right? And they're the ones that you have to. I don't know if you're playing as a vampire. Maybe you are. You're I playing as some sort of half human, half human supernatural. Yeah, being. supernatural. That's creature. definitely got, like, the twist at the end. Oh, who's the real vampire? We were all who's vampires. The real vampires here. We are the Walking Dead. We oh. are Groot. Oh, maybe Bruce Wayne is the disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think if the gameplay is good. I'm in. I like anime. I yeah. like very difficult Dark Souls yeah. games. So if they can find a way to marry those now. two you things. You've come full circle, mate. Yeah. Ooh. Hey. You know I love it. You <laughs> I know, know, I I know you it. do. I know you do. Bit of the Bloodborne. Bloodborne's <laughs> hard I, I as really, tits. I was really excited from the first trailer because the, the introductory announcement trailer, before we'd seen any gameplay, it was this gorgeous, hand-drawn, kind of sketchy style of this kind of like weird vampire-y world. And I looked at that I was like, I would play a game in that art style of this person running across a rooftop with this sketchy, burning sun like over her head. And then like, the actual thing is like it's gorgeous modern graphics and I was a bit like oh okay that's fine we can we can we can that's still not, do that not, but it doesn't sound like it's fine it doesn't sound like it's fine is that a tear in your head <laughs> <laughs> what is it like a sketch yeah I'm excited to see Where's more 2018 that game's coming out 2018 yeah which is a bit early for like oh that's a big stuff. old announcement isn't it maybe they'll do some like stuff some demos some like, <laughs> do some E3. stuff I'll put out a screenshot <laughs> put a screenshot out in November shall we should yeah. we do some stuff boys I shut down oh, production on the game to work on that screenshot for a bit. <laughs> Tell them 2018. Imagine in the meeting room, they're like, all right, so we've done Prepare to Dine. That was our ace in the hole. Who else has got anything? Yeah, that's, that's where it starts from. Yeah. Um, Dark. Prepare to strike. Shit. Goal. Prepare to strike. Can't, I'm afraid. We have the trademark on that. So, <laughs> jog on. We're we actually, do have the trademark. Yeah. That's been copyrighted. Well, we've got we've got a trademark prepared to try. It's been copyrighted. No way. We're not going anywhere, yeah, baby. Somebody, somebody in America spent a lot That's of money amazing. to copyright it. Yeah. So, That's so good. to protect the so boys. So if anyone, if I see any of that out there on YouTube, <laughs> you'll be hearing from yeah. me. Well, not from me. I, I in team. New York. Also, Dan, or not Dan's, uh, Gav's face was copyrighted. Yeah, he can never shave. We asked, he we said, do you want ours? And they were like, no, nah, you're all right. Image rights. Um, <laughs> yeah, he can't, because we've got 20,000 Gav dolls on order from China. Yeah. You pull oh a string in his back God. and it says, get your rat out. <laughs> You joke, imagining but... that fall into a, the hands of a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone sentient. <laughs> He's saying it all the time now. <laughs> um, excellent. So that's Codefane. That's all the main talking points for this week. So yeah. let's do some nice. feedback. 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 Who should go first, best. Powers? I didn't label them, so... What do you think? <sighs> should we do rock, paper, scissors? Amazingly visual way to decide. On Can do. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh shit! Uh, I mean, paper beat rock. Unless you go first. Unless you want everyone. This is from Levon Young, who says, "Greetings. I was in my local retailer holding a Nintendo Switch, ready to make a purchase. But then it occurred to me: When does Nintendo ever listen to fans? I don't know what your NES Classic situation was like in the UK, but in the USA, it was terrible. So I didn't buy the Switch because it doesn't have Netflix or YouTube currently." Crazy, but knowing Nintendo, there's a chance we will never get those apps. Having those apps isn't exactly alchemy and just goes to show that Nintendo does what it wants. 
For posterity's sake, can you put a date on those apps or an app store? I refuse to buy one until it gets apps. Love the show. Hate Nintendo. Play ice hockey. Levon. Hello, Levon. Um, I just like that one because we well, don't have a lot of people being like, I hate Nintendo. But, well, they, said, like, they have said those apps are coming. Yeah. Well, they are in development. I think Reggie said that before it came out. They're not there at launch. But like, I have, I have Netflix on about seven things. But what I would say, like, so that's a sweeping statement. Like, they've made a very focused, very unique gaming console that does lots of other stuff that other things don't do. Mm-hmm. Like, to be able to play a proper console game out on the move is amazing. At no point when I'm out there do I think, I wish I was watching Netflix mm. right now. Because I could do that on my phone. Yeah. I have another device right there with me that does that thing. I know it makes it seem a little bit out of step because it's just... Just think of everything that comes out now. Everything just has Netflix. Yeah. From Roku sticks to new TVs to Amazon Fire sticks. Like, it's just on everything, every console. So it just feel weird that it doesn't have a thing. It feels like something's been taken away. Mm. I think Netflix would work slightly better on Switch, having said that. Slightly because if you're watching a thing on your Switch, on your TV, and you do something in the settings, it could download that episode so you could take it out of its dock and you could keep watching it on the move That'd at that amazing. point. So you could have one device that is that more seamless experience rather than going, oh, I'm really enjoying watching this on my TV. I must remember to download it on my phone. Yeah. So it could it could have a unique Netflix experience to it. But like other stuff like YouTube and all that other stuff, I have those apps on so many things. And yeah. I don't use it. I think it's kind of a weird hang up for me to understand because that's the reason you want to get a switch to watch like Netflix and YouTube on the go. Cause as you said, if I'm on the train, I'm not hung up about not being able to watch Netflix. Cause I want to be playing breath of the wild on my yeah. switch. Yeah. I know I wouldn't. I think it's that mentality thing. It, Cause it's, they're so you know, ubiquitous. Yeah. Those things. It feels like feel the switch like is impoverished. Now. Like it feels like it didn't have these things. Right. Like, it feels like stuff's been taken away or it's a lesser proposition yeah. rather than going, but it does this stuff. It's like when you get a new phone and it comes with like all the essential apps and it's like yeah, that I don't need like- any like I there's apps on my phone that I don't delete and it's like I don't know if when I e- ever used it. I've never used that app. I should delete it. Do you have like a really useless stocks. app? You can delete that now. I still don't. You can delete stocks. Yeah, you can de- like some of the core Apple apps they now let you delete them. <gasps> That's amazing. Yeah. I reckon I've got some really Rory's now immediately going through to try and delete it. weather. Don't need that. WeChat. I don't even know what that is. Ridiculous. Is this a good feature? Yeah, just me going through. Some He's swiping words. everyone. <laughs> it's not even on. Still, still got Flappy Bird. I don't know. Get if rid that of that. Get rid of it. No, because oh, it's really like an artifact. Oh, it's making a comeback. So me and China's got a new high score. It's making a comeback. There was Shut a point. Up. There was a point when didn't he? He deleted. He said he wasn't like he pulled it off the app store or something. Oh, and then that's why people were selling phones it. for like loaded. Oh, with Flappy honestly, for a ridiculous g- grow up. <laughs> grow up, people. Do other stuff. It was an insane amount of money people were like. Yeah. People do that with PT as well, because if you delete PT, you can't get it back now. It's a game that kind of doesn't exist. Right, gotcha. I still Um, played PT. So, yeah, I appreciate Levon's point. I do think those things are coming. But I think right now, I've had a Switch since it came out, and I think it's one of the most unique gaming experiences I've had. Like, being able to play Zelda in bed, on the tube, then on the big TV, it's been brilliant. Yeah, it's Such been, a good experience. I think it's like my favorite console I've had in since like my Nintendo 64. Yeah, I'm just like, looking forward to some it. more stuff rolling out for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, we didn't mention that, but this rumor about um, Ubisoft making a Mario game. Have you seen this? 
Oh, it's the, the rabbits RPG one as with well? rabbits. What? So it's like a, it's like an RPG comedy game. It's been leaked. Um, it looks kind of authentic. Okay. Um, so they're co-developing it. Uh, so it's I think it's like like the main Mario character, Mario Luigi Peach, probably Toad or something, and then four rabbits that are all dressed as those characters, and it's kind of like an, a light RPG. I think. I'm it sounds cool. Yeah. Like. Anything on Switch, I'll probably give it a go. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> uh, there's not that many games yet, but the games are. Um, more about Switch. This is from Miguel. Uh, a warm hello from your Brazilian friend from Ooh, Boston. Hello. A Brazilian in Boston. Um, hope you all have recovered well after those 24 hours of playing Mario Kart. So if people don't know, we played Mario Kart for 24 hours. I think we mentioned it on last week's show or the week before. It was really fun. Um, so if you haven't watched that video, you should go watch it on YouTube. Type IGN24. Mario Kart, I'll probably do it. Yeah, probably. probably. Jobs are good. Um, I recently watched your video, 24-hour Mario Kart, and thought it was amazing that by the end of the run, you guys hadn't killed each other. Lol. I have a question. If given the chance to go for another 24 hours, would would you guys do it, and what game would you pick? Does he mean, like, a contiguous, like, continuous 24 hours, or, like, a separate 24 hours? Because I don't know if I could have done another 24 hours. No, I know he's saying, like, if you... I would definitely do it. I could easily do it. I think you and me handled it... Way better. Way better than Joe and Gav. Yes, I think I was all right. Like, I'm not going to say I was fine, because that would be bullshit. (laughs) Uh, I felt drunk and tired. Yeah. But I could have definitely stayed up for a bit more. And I could have done it again. I went to the gym afterwards. What? Yeah. yeah. It was really not a good idea. Oh, man. Oh, I'm showing off. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe I fell asleep on the tube. Joe was like falling apart at the... Yeah. Because he wasn't even talking. No, yeah. Oh, really? Because he was really... So I only saw it from the perspective of like outside coming in in the morning when you guys had been up for like the whole night. Mm. Yeah. Joe was quite chatty. When he came out, but maybe I weren't in here. maybe that's the maybe that's the thing. He was spending his energy carelessly. He, he weren't in here, you guys mate. were like you were like in the zone, and then I also if you look back at that footage, there's a lot of I know because Dale's I know understand how editing works. Um, there's a lot of footage of you and me very smiley, yeah, like playing because the Gavin Judge. <laughs> Mario Kart is it um, it would like well, Joe was uh, good for like the middle section of it but there'd be lots of times where we like me and Dan would finish a race like battling for first and second and then a good like 30 seconds afterwards where then like <laughs> Gav and Joe would come in and we'd just be like yeah it's good let's good do the next, next one yeah. <laughs> did you was there a point you know eight, nine, ten hours in where you're just loading up your next Mario Kart race where you were just you had a sinking feeling of like no like I was having a great time I had a, I had a great time yeah like I used to do those charity we had, we had the positive couch we had nice. the great couch yeah. um, but we were, well actually um, Miguel um, this question I think actually came up when we were filming um, we talked about this um, I can't remember what you said I said Overwatch and then Joe was like oh it's too stressful I don't get as stressed at playing Overwatch no, as Joe. So no. I can imagine for Joe, that's quite an intense yeah. pressure for 24 hours. What is like, it? I played for like five hours last night, so Dan, I, I could do that. I just go through all the characters. Yeah. Dan's how got, is each character? <gasps> yeah. There you go. Dan's yeah. got a great video on his phone of when we were, we, me, me, Joe, and uh, Dan stayed behind in the office one day to do competitive placements in Overwatch. And we finished our 10th oh. t- game. Yeah. So that's when everyone gets placed into their and divisions. And it was a, it was a mixed all I think we were probably like a couple wins, four wins, couple wins. yeah, five and five or four and six. Yeah. Um, so at the end of those games, everyone gets placed. So I think like 
Dan, Dan was filming his placement. So I'm, we're all sitting at our different desks. So I got placed uh, platinum. So you can only see my TV. Yeah. You can see this number slowly ticking up. Dan gets placed gold. And then, and then you just hear from the other side of the desk. <gasps> fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. oh fuck. <laughs> so, all right. And we're all like, how'd you do, Joe? <laughs> like, really awkward. He can get quite stressed playing. He, he does get stressed playing. Um, but it's seriously. good. Gives us an edge. What, gives us yeah, what, yeah, yeah, he does. You want that from your Roadhog. What would you play for 24 hours? That's a really good question. I, I see. I, I really like the idea of doing a different Overwatch character. Yeah, um, like, that would liven it up. Like, because yeah. an hour is one character ain't much, and think, then you get a bit of a. I think you need. It's better to do a narrative game for your own sanity. Well, see, that's that. Because that. we were doing the same races over and over again, and Overwatch would be the same maps, the same over characters. But I was just thinking, you need like a good one You need a really good narrative what do you game. Mean? A good narrative, like a good narrative. That lasts like, over yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Breath yeah. of the Wild would yeah. be oh, amazing. Absolutely. I could do that accidentally. Play twenty four hours yeah. straight. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe like. Oh. I could go back and play like Dragon Age for 24 hours. Yeah, big, but, like, like big you know, big, big sprawling thing where you go and you, and then I don't know, because that's quite like, again, that's What's like the game you would hate to play for 24 hours? Ooh, oh, that's a good one. What games have I really hated in the last year? Um, I, that's I, just I, basically just rubbish games. Oh my, um, that's a different feature. No but, even, even, no, but even like a good game, like I'd really hate to play a game like Little Nightmares or Inside. Or well, it's like, just you know, so just small. Like a, you'd have to like so play it so small, many times. Though, and you'd like, be going over the same. I couldn't do Rainbow Six Siege for 24 hours. I just get too impatient. He's gone in. Just, I get impatient to play for one. I get impatient <laughs> playing Rocket League. Like, we just should, let me boost. We should actually <laughs> play Siege again because they've um, changed a lot of the operators. Like, they've yeah, got I, they've added they've a bunch buffed of and nerfed and stuff. We should actually. Like Glass, I think we also have our Glass, the sniper I used to play as now has an infrared sensor, Ooh. which is brilliant for a sniper. Damn. Anyway. Yeah, we should play. We used to love playing. Thank that. you, Miguel. Uh, this is an email from Hugo, and this one cracked me up so much, so I had to include it. Uh, also, uh, on the topic of our 24-hour Mario Kart challenge, he says, Hello, folks from IGN UK. <clears throat> My name is Hugo. I'm from Brazil, but I go to college in the US. Two Brazilians. Two Brazilians. One feedback section. Um... What? I love your you guys' sense of humor, and I think that, except the time y'all were hungover, nothing shows that better than the 24-hour Mario Kart 8 Deluxe video. It's just it's raw. Basically raw. <laughs> raw. Unfiltered. Uh, as I watched Rory brag about his skills in the video and constantly do a thumbs up with his hands... <laughs> Oh, this is a real one, isn't it? I've got this. <laughs> I notice how uncharacteristically long and skinny his his <gasps> thumbs are, which what? freaked me out. <laughs> so, with that in mind, uh, do you are you guys self conscious about any of your body parts? What, what? Do you think are weird in any way? What? Wait, wait. Um, first of all, can well, I look at your thumbs? So, please? I, well, well, firstly, firstly, um, well, Rory wasn't, but he fucking well is now, isn't he? Hugo. <laughs> Jesus, mate. no, I have, I have, um, have, I have very large hands. Oh, you do. Like I have do absurdly that? large this hands. This is a moment. Guy. Same. Why? Are we all have the same size hands. Oh, uh, it's like Mark when he thinks he has a wide foot. <laughs> oh, I have an absurdly large hands. He does. Average. <laughs> oh, I was always told I have absurdly large skinny hands. Can we? Can we uh, play piano, guys? Maybe we. Yeah, I can do like... an octave and half, me. Yeah. Yeah, that's because I I self-taught uh, piano, and then when I went to a, a teacher, like after playing by myself for like three years, they were like, "Your your fingers are so long that you're reaching notes that probably be you the best in the be country. able to do. Probably the best." Nice. I said, "I'm not a professional." Said, you well should they be, said, right? "Oh my god, if he hits that key at that velocity, 
he's going to be he's going to do a B sharp (laughs) (laughs) Um, are you self-conscious about anything any part of my I'm not doing this I'm I'm self-conscious about my wrists are you yeah I think I think they're too thin and skinny I think they don't fit with the rest you of my body. You do not have skinny well, wrists. I think they're well, quite thin wrong with your little girly wrists. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think your little bitch wrists are fine. <laughs> my best friend, my best friend. Don't, them. don't worry, pussy wrists. It's fine. <laughs> uh, my best friend doesn't have, you see this little lump a little you've got lump. on your wrist? Yeah. She doesn't have what it. Is, so actually, her, literally, what is bone? So, it's no, not no. bones. So literally, if you look at her hands, uh, you, know when you, when, you know when you draw hands as a kid, you kind of just draw an arm and then it goes straight into hand and it doesn't do the in and out bit. Yeah. Like, her, it's, your, just, it's, just, it's just flat. It's is like, your friend Rayman? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> is it Rayman? It's not connected to her body. It's just a floating nub. Weird flowing hands. It's weird. She's French. It's really weird. Sometimes she just jumps in the air and like helicopters down. Yeah, with her, right. her hair. That is weird. Dan, yeah. nothing? No. Oh, too many for fucking end of a podcast, isn't it? So, is there anything that you're confident about with your body? No. <laughs> you have really nice hair, Creeper. Good. Like, let's, let's hope that doesn't go. Otherwise, I'm <laughs> fucked, Hugo. Um, thank you for your email, Hugo. We'll 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 probably think about that for the rest of the month. Yeah, that's good. Um, thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. Now, next week's podcast is going to be an absolute belter. Ooh. I mean, not uh, as good as not as good as this. Yeah. Obviously, mm. could it could be, could be promoted banger. to banger status? Um, that, I think that's something we retrospectively confer. Okay. I think it's going to be a belter, and then retroactively could be a banger. Uh, it's going to be an alien okay. special, alien oh. covenants Ooh. out next week, and on the show we have us. Obviously, that's why you come. But um, Ridley Scott, <gasps> Ridley uh, Diddley. Um, Billy Crudup and Catherine Watson and Michael Fassbender oh my all on this, God. Po- all on this podcast that's how amazing they, how are they fitting in here yeah. are we getting in no, we're going to ask uh, Michael Fassbender are you self-conscious about anything on yeah. your body <laughs> and he's going to go no look at me look at the state of me I'm brilliant okay thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast we'll see you next week bye 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.